Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Amazingly, we're going up at uh, well, a slightly ordinary time on this Wednesday. I know sort of last week we went up about 10 and the week before that we were up in the morning. But hey, we roll with the punches and we go with whatever life throws us. As always, I want to thank you for downloading this. Thank you for letting me into your life and yeah, all the stupid plugs out of the way. If you want to come say hello on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Simon316. If you're listening to this on some form of podcasting app and decide, you know what, I'd rather watch it on YouTube for some reason. You can at youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules. And as ever, all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. And if you could throw my dollar away, uh, dollar my way, I should say, it makes all this stuff easier because it funds it and supports it and pays for mastering and all, all that nonsense. And if you do do that, you can also uh, come on the Pro Wrestling Podcast or any of the podcasts or anything that I do, which is what's happened today because I'm very privileged and pleased to welcome Mike to the show. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, you get a special shout-out, because Mike is indeed over in the United States, as you can probably figure it out, and just because of the way that my day has, has fallen, uh, Mike is doing this at 8am in the morning, so Mike, I really appreciate <laughs> that, man. That means a lot to me. Hey, no problem, man. Happy to be here. And it's, and it's 4th of July. If you're listening to this on the day it yeah. goes out here, Mike is not, he's using his holiday to come and talk to me on the Pro Wrestling Podcast, which is even, which is even, even more ridiculous in the best possible way. I'm a team player, dude. What can I say? <laughs> you are, dude. I 100% agree. Uh, now, we're going to start how we always start with, with getting, because I find these stories fascinating. I always say that, but it's true. I don't just say it for fun. I say it because I genuinely mean it. Um, just give me a bit of background info into how long you've been watching wrestling, why you started watching wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, we had a brief conversation um, before uh, we started talking, and I think maybe there's a conversation to be had that maybe you're not watching as re- wrestling as much as you as you once did. Um, and it would be great just to yeah, tell me, man, how did this crazy thing sort of sink its teeth in? Uh, so I started watching uh, as a teenager, which I, I feel like is kind of late compared to a lot of people that I know that watch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, I actually started watching WCW first. Um, and then turned over to WWF after the fact. This is great. We haven't uh, had this yet. This is brilliant. So are you one of these people that got ground down by WCW just being utter rubbish? You know what's funny is in the moment, because, like, again, you know, when I started watching WCW, I want to say it was probably, like, 98. Okay. Late 98. So right as they were heading into that that downward spin. <laughs> but I had, no, I had no frame of reference to compare it to. So I just thought, okay, I guess wrestling is just this really, really bizarre place where nothing makes sense. <laughs> and then I turned over everywhere. to WWF. Yeah. And then I turned over to WWF and I went, wait a second. There's actually like some continuity and, and there's stuff kind of tying together. And, and now I have the network. So when I go back and I watch WCW stuff now on the network, I go, how? How did it keep my attention? How did I stay interested in this How for old? even a second? Were you a kid when you started watching it? I was uh, like 12 or 13 okay, when I started yeah. watching it. So, so I think that's what it is. I think as kids we just we, – we, we kind of, yeah, you know, give away more – we give more leeway to things that we're watching on TV. At least that's what I found anyway. Because even if you go back to the attitude era, there's a lot of crap when you sort of look at it in oh, hindsight. Sure. But at the time, everyone was like, this is brilliant. Everything's great. And that's not, that's not the truth at all. Um, so 
what was it? I, I understand that WCW was going down the tubes. But I also get it at that age. People, you're very loyal. Yeah, people are very brand loyal. So what was it when yeah, you yeah. decided to decide, right, let's look over to, to, to WWE to see what they're doing? Because you must have been aware about them beforehand. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was more like it started with, you know, okay, there's a commercial on Nitro, I'll flip over to Raw, or there's a commercial on Thunder, I'll flip, o- I'll flip over to SmackDown and just kind of catch, you know, bits and pieces of what's going on in the commercial breaks. And then, you know, as, as I kind of watched more and more of the WWE, it was, hey, I like this a little bit more, the... the I like the style in the ring a little bit more. The continuity obviously mattered, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it really did start as just, oh, there's a commercial on Nitro. I guess I'll flip over to the other one and see what they're about, you know? Yeah. And it kind of blew up from there. Was there a particular wrestler that grabbed your attention? Uh, <laughs> uh, so my wife makes fun of me for this probably on a weekly basis. I'm excited already. Uh, uh, Buff Bagwell was my first favorite wrestler. Excellent. That, dude, dude, look, yeah. man, there is nothing wrong with that. I was at wrestling training the other day, and the conversation of Buff Bagwell came up. Right? It just it came. I, I can't remember how. And we all talked about when he came back from that neck injury, and he should have been the most. You know, it should have been the start of a proper face push for the guy because all the, you know, all the fans, but like Seth Rollins in more recent times, if you, if you if you weren't watching wrestling back there when Seth Rollins came back from his knee injury, and everybody wanted to cheer him. Because they knew how, you know, what a journey he'd been on. It was the same for Buff Bagwell in the late 90s, even though he was called Buff Bagwell. And what did WCW do? They turned him heel. And it absolutely uh-huh. killed the man. So there's nothing wrong with that, dude. And also, I mean, th- there must have been something to Buff Bagwell because, I mean, you could argue that he was set up to fail. However, he was still deemed enough of a name to be put in that first ever WCW match when it obviously aired on Raw against Booker T. So I kind of get the name lets him down. Not going to (laughs) lie. The name is not great. The name lets him down. And then like, you know, some of his, some of the the antics he did during his entrances and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, but the way I look at it is, you know, he had, he had a character and he owned it. He owned that gimmick. And, uh, you know, for somebody who never really got a, a proper push, in WCW, he stuck around for you know what a decade there before they got bought by WWE or whatever it was. So, yeah. you know, clearly he was doing something right, no, even I, if you know he never got that push that maybe some of us think he should have gotten. No, I agree with you, man. I, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, what was it? I mean, was there something about Buff Bagwell that you just liked? Or I mean, look, don't get me wrong. If you're a kid as well, it's not like he was a small man, so he certainly had that larger than life uh, sort of superhero look to him, kind of. Yeah, I think I think uh, consciously I, I I liked his move set. I liked the blockbuster. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was an interesting move. I think subconsciously, as a kid that wasn't real confident in himself, seeing somebody who just was absolutely a hundred percent, I am who I am, and this is what I am, and deal with it. Yeah, probably drew me toward him. Like I said, probably subconsciously, I'd probably I probably wasn't thinking about these things as a twelve year old, but Not you know, close. I would imagine it mattered to some degree that you know damn, this dude is so confident in himself. Holy cow. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate his laugh. I will say that. His laugh used to drive me nuts. His uh, laugh is terrible. When yeah, he looked at the camera and cackled at the camera, he'd be like, come on, man. Yeah, I hate, I hate Too much. I, yeah, I guess he was a heel. So was there a guy or a girl over on the WWE side that sort of stole your attention away from Buff Bagwell, or was it just the product overall? So it was, I, I told a buddy of mine that uh, I was starting to get into wrestling, and he had been into wrestling for years. Uh, and he gave me this tape of WrestleMania 14, and he said, watch the Shawn Michaels match. And I went, okay. Huh. And that's the match where, you know, that was Shawn put Steve Austin over and, you know, messed his back up 
in the match real bad and was, you know, hobbling around and all that stuff. And I went back to my buddy and I was like, why would I be impressed by that? <laughs> and he went, he, he went, now go back. Like he, he gave me another tape of bad blood, 97, the hell oh, in the cell match. Man, my favorite, my absolute favorite. Yeah. And I was hooked. I was like, okay, Shawn Michaels is my guy. I'm going to watch WWE now just on the off chance he comes back or something. Uh, and that was that was the thing that really got me watching every week was maybe this is the week he comes back, you know, and because I was a gullible kid, I watched for what, three, four years before he finally came back. <laughs> so you're a Shawn Michaels guy then, deep down. That was your hundred oh, yeah, um, percent. Yeah, I love it. And then so obviously WCW crumbles, any sadness to that? Any sort of you know, because even I I was a WWE guy that watched WCW once it started picking up. But you know, did you, did you, was it was it was it like a, I can't think of the right word, but obviously at that point I think we all saw the writing on the wall. But I imagine no one actually thought WWE was ever going to buy it. So you've been watching it for sort of three, four years. Yeah, did, did, or did you not really care because you're a kid? I guess. I, I mean, I was bummed because it was one less show to watch. Uh, I think that was the thing that bothered me more than anything else. Is you know, because I, I think, like you said, we could all see, man, that you know they're not long for this world the way they're operating right now. Um, but it was still like there was still a point toward the end of that last Nitro, you're like, man, that's one less wrestling show to watch. That's yeah. a bummer, dude. Especially back then. I mean, people don't know as well. Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, he actually thought the whole business was going to die. That's how important he thought, and you know, to a certain degree, I see where he's coming from. He thought the, the rivalry between WCW and WWE was. He didn't think that WWE could uh, you, you know, sustain the momentum they'd had without completely just going off a cliff without that competition. Now, as we know... That kind of did happen for a while, but they balanced out. But it goes to show, at the time, it wasn't, you know, it was an amazing thing to watch. But it really did, yeah. fe- it affected what wrestling was. Because I imagine you, you like me, which would just, that was what it was. That's what wrestling was. Even though I watched it before sort of WCW came into my sphere of reckoning, it was still wrestling is WWE versus WCW. That's what it was. That, I mean, yeah, because I started watching, like I said, right in the middle of the Monday Night Wars. So all I knew was it's WCW versus WWE, and that's just the way it always is. And for that to be not the case anymore was really, really weird. It was it was one of those things where, like, it took a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, a couple of months of sitting there going, there's only one wrestling show in town, yeah. and I wonder what, what, what's the, what's the, you know, what's the point of comparison at this point, right? Like, how do I, how do I judge how good it was if there's nothing to no, it's true, man. to yeah. bounce it off of, completely right? i completely agree with you it, it was a very very a very weird time sort of made more palpable by the fact that um yeah that there was this you know this crazy oh who's going to turn up you know who's going to turn up in in wwe that i think that's what kept a lot of people watching for a while and obviously we had the whole debacle with bagland booker t so what did you do what did you do from them if uh, you know, you know, WWE's gone. You're now a WWE guy. How long did it take before you went? Eh, I'm gonna take a break. Everybody takes a break. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I watched for a good solid, probably six or seven years before I finally was like, all right, I got to take a break. So I watched till I think 2007 ish, 2008 ish, somewhere in there before I finally was like, you know, it was it was one of those things where life just started getting in the way. You know, mm. by that point, I'm in, I'm in my 20s. I got a full-time job i gotta worry about you know i'm trying to date trying to do all that kind of stuff so you know you just run out of hours in the day and so uh i I stopped paying as close of attention around 2007 2008 somewhere in there um you know i I still follow it i'm still pretty up on what's going on but i you know i like we kind of discussed before beforehand uh i you know i don't 
I don't watch the shows as they're happening anymore live. I kind of just keep up as best I can and, and uh, you know, catch the, the pay-per-views and the matches that really uh, pique my interest, you know? Yeah. And it never drew you back in sort of properly then? You've kind of, you kind of fed, fed, fell away, for lack of a better term, and then that was it? You just I mean... Uh, there, there were, I mean, there were a couple, there were a couple moments that, that drew me back. The, the CM Punk run, uh, the, the what, the, what was it, four hundred and some odd days he had the belt, that yes. drew me back. Um, and then Seth's first run with the belt really grabbed me. I thought Seth did an awesome job with his first run with the with the WWE title. I, I thought that was, I thought it was, it was, <sighs> I thought he did a great job. I don't think it was booked as well as it could have been, but I thought. Uh, Seth himself did a, an amazing job during that run with, you know, picking up the U.S. title at the same time and some of the stuff they did like that. I, I that grabbed me again. I was like, this is fun. This is this is good stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, there was very similarity between those two wrestlers as well. Um, I was, I think, both, especially in hindsight, I think both represented change to a certain degree. They're both kind of a part of that segueing between the old and the new and what we expect now and what we expected before and all of that jazz. So. Yeah, I, I can see that. And now I guess this is why the internet has become so good for you, right? Because everybody can just keep up with wrestling via the internet, should you so wish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's. Uh, I was actually. I was thinking as we were talking through the WCW stuff. I'm glad that the internet wasn't wasn't then what it is now, um, because I can't even imagine how much different that the invasion would have looked. You know, knowing or having such easy access to all the, the stuff we have now. Uh, you know the, the behind the scenes stories and all that kind of thing. Like it would have it would have killed that angle even deader than it already was. And so it is interesting to like to me to it's interesting to look back on stuff that's happened in the past through the prism of today's sort of technological world and go, man, that would have been even weirder or even worse or in some cases even better if we had the tech of today at the time. You know what I mean? I totally agree because. There was still a hope in the air during the invasion that maybe Goldberg would turn up, or maybe Hogan or Nash or Hall. No one actually knew for sure. I know the Wrestling Observer and, uh, and the Pro Wrestling Torch were around, and, and it, as well as other dirt sheets. But especially for people over here in England, that was, they, they were just not accessible at all. If they were, I didn't know how to access them. Um, whereas obviously today, Twitter is just, it's on everything. It's on my computer, it's on my phone. You know, you can't get away from it. So I think if we had actually known that 100% you're not getting it, Obviously, in hindsight, we do. But at the time, there was, like I said, there was this hope that it would happen. And the internet would have taken that away completely. And that's kind of an argument we have today, right? Is how the internet, in many ways, has shaped professional wrestling for both the better and the worst. You know, without the internet, you wouldn't have, you know, indie development, uh, indie scene stuff doing so well. Like the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega wouldn't be able to do what they've been doing. You know, they've used the internet and, you know used it as, an, as a tool and a resource wonderfully. However, at the same time, there's the whole argument about, you know, the death of kayfabe, not just because of the internet, but because, yeah, like, you can see Becky and, and Sasha feuding on Raw, but then you can, you know, nine times out of ten or every, I know sometimes they do it, but you can go on the internet and Instagram and you can see them hanging out. So, you know, that line, mm -hmm. that line is kind of in blurred. So it's as good, it's been as positive as it has been not positive, for lack of a better for lack of a better term. But you're right, back then it would have just been, again, I know that you could still do it, but it wasn't like it was today. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't do it on accident like you could today. Like you 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 could be actively trying to avoid something today and stumble on it by mistake, like you said on Twitter or something. Gosh, shit! Now I know. Dang it! All right, um, but back then, yeah, you really had to search and search and search. And I don't even think we had the internet in my house until like two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was in I was in the same boat as you. It was like yeah, I, I 
I know dirt sheets exist. I don't know where they are. I don't know how to find them. No. <laughs> um, but I couldn't, so... I, I couldn't believe it when I got to an age where I was like, oh, you just sign up. I was like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought um, it would be more than that. Yeah, you just want my name and my email? Okie dokie yeah. then. I guess that's what we'll do. Yeah, and you want some money. I was like, that's so easy. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, how do you... How do you take to it today then? Because like you said, it would have ruined stuff back then, but today we can't get away from it. However, it's also the whole reason why you're able to keep up w- with the WWE without actually watching WWE. So do you think like social media, I get that, I, 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 we'll push aside the argument about spoilers to one side because I am able to avoid spoilers uh, on the internet by just not going on it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think that is necessarily an issue or a problem with the internet, I still think there's a way to avoid it. Sure, you may have to watch it sooner than you'd like, but I do think, it, like I say, it ties into other stuff, such as character work, like Braun Strowman, for example. If I go on Braun Strowman's uh, Instagram right now, which I'm going to do just for fun, I don't follow him, but I'll just type it into Google, Braun Strowman, Instagram. for starters, straight away, it's his real name, and, you know, the first picture is him smiling at Mount Rushmore. Now, right. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that because I understand, not only do they live lives, they live very busy and hectic lives, and I don't think anybody should be going, oh, you should, you should, you know, put in more work, put in more hours. It's like, you know what, that's cool. It's an argument. I understand where you're coming from, but it's not for me to say. However, as a critique, uh, and when I take a step back, I also understand that, sure, it does take something away from the suspension of disbelief when you're not specifically just watching Raw or SmackDown. So how do you kind of fall on the issue, I guess, is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so the way I look at it is is kind of the same argument that I give people that have, you know, busted my teeth over the years about uh about watching wrestling is like, you know, you understand that you're watching a show, right? Yeah. And so uh at the end of the day, they're really actors, right? Yeah. And so that's why the social media stuff has never bothered me. Like I, I you know, but like I thought, you know, a great example is the Lana Rusev thing where they were in a feud together, but they announced their engagement on, I think, Instagram or whatever. And, you know, WWE blew up and got pissed and blew up the whole angle and, you know, has buried Rusev ever since and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, you know, it's they're just actors. Like, for me, there's a very clear separation of of uh, the actor that, or the, the role they're playing and, and who they are outside of that. Um, the part that I, I, the part that has always kind of bugged me a little bit is when the same Twitter account will blend in and out of kayfabe. Uh, yeah, that's the part that bugs me. Like either be, either have your Twitter be full kayfabe or have it be, this is you know, John Smith's Twitter, not Seth Rollins' Twitter or whatever, right? Yeah. Um. So that's I. If I had any complaint about like specifically the the social media and and how it ties into the businesses i wish there was a very clear separation there not that kind of weaving back and forth between you know this tweet is kayfabe these two aren't and then this one is and you know what i mean but other than that you know i think i think i think the internet has been and then the the kind of where it is today has has been a net positive because you do allow uh, people who you know, like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have cable television anymore because I just I don't have the time to watch, yeah, so I don't too. spend no, the money yeah. on. Yeah, I've got a TV, never turn it on, ever, never turn yeah. my television on. So it's nice for those of us who don't do that that we can just pick it up whenever we need to or whenever we have a free moment and all that kind of stuff. 
the spoilers and the dirt is out there if you want it. But, you know, if you're savvy enough on the Internet at this point, you can avoid those things like you said you do. And so, you know, I think for me it's been a net positive. No, I totally agree. And I, I truly believe we wouldn't be in the situation we are today with whatever positives you see within wrestling without the Internet. I think the Internet, I get there's bad bits, but I think the good bits outweigh uh, outweigh it massively on the subject of that as well mostly because a video will be going up maybe today or tomorrow on what culture about this so i like to do cheap plugs where i can but i also think there's a good conversation in it <laughs> the rumor the big also it ties into the week as well so we, you know we should mention it and i was obviously again we just talked about the internet but a lot of wrestling rumors are unsubstantiated and we can only go on them as a well let's see what happens but the big rumor mm. is that at the end of the year wwe is planning to offer kenny omega cody rhodes and the unbucks big contracts I assume they understand they're not going to be able to get them until all in's done. Um, and I guess they think they don't want them to do all in too, basically. Or they want to stop this wave of momentum they're on. They're going to do that by trying to sign them again to huge deals. Now, the, the argument I make in my What Culture video, and again, if you have not subscribed to What Culture Wrestling, go and do it. Keep an eye out for it. But my argument there is that really, from a fan's perspective, of course I want them to sign from a, oh, what would they do in the WWE point of view? But from a more wrestling industry point of view, I don't, because they've already achieved so much more than I ever thought was possible in indie wrestling, and far more than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, indie wrestling was not like this at all. They almost want them to stay on that circuit for as long as possible to see what they can, they can achieve, because the potential, as far as I can tell, there is no end to it. I, I've say, I say this over and over again, and I truly believe it, even if I look back in hindsight and think I'm crazy, done right, and smartly, and depending how the first event goes, of course, All In could easily become the WrestleMania of the indie scene. If everybody's happy to work mm-hmm. together, and also it's so perfectly placed. I think this must be the plan, because that's why it's in September. Because that's it's perfectly between WrestleManias. So you also, you know, six months on, then you get that. Six months on, you go back to WrestleMania again. And I kind of want to see where that goes. However, I know a lot of people are more like, well, I'm not really into New Japan or Ring of Honor. And mostly, I know that Kenny Omega is amazing. I want to see him... Uh, you know, I want to see him in the WWE because I want to see him fight Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or, or whoever, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, so you know those rumors have come out. They are there again. Don't know if they're if they're real or not. But yeah, you tell me, man. What do you want? If, if that's an option, say October, they throw loads of money at those four guys. As a fan, do you want them to sign, or would you rather see what they can keep doing? Uh, I, so I, 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 I have my answer is two pronged here. Um, there's the pessimist in me that says, well, you know, WWE had Cody Rhodes and didn't totally know what to do with him. So there's always that party. There's always that party that looks at like how WWE has booked, you know, guys who have succeeded elsewhere and you go, I I don't know. There's no guarantee (laughs) they're going to book this guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, is, uh, I, I just, I just think more options in, in wrestling specifically, the more, options there are out there that are viable and competitive and 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 entertaining it, it's kind of the the right it it, it rises it raises all ships right like if 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 the wwe has to worry about being better than somebody then there's a there's a likelihood that they're going to put out higher quality content and then we all win right because you know then you've got like you said new japan's doing great stuff and then all in has the potential to be amazing and and so everybody's putting out great stuff and and we as the wrestling fan win because there's again more options and they're all quality options that are working harder to be better than the last thing you just saw regardless of who put it out so for me i would say i'd like to see them not sign um but 
you know, I also wouldn't, I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they did, right? You know, I get part of it is, you know, uh, there's, there, there's comfort in a, in, in a contract like that. Right? Oh, yeah, I, can, pay, I can completely get that. That's what it's all about, you know, happiness and not money, but you know what I mean, comfort. So I completely understand it. Yeah, and, and I don't know, I don't know what, like, Omega has made on the internet, on the internet scene, on the independent <laughs> scene. And, uh, I don't know what the young bucks have done, but you know, there's there's an argument to be made that yeah, if they sign, get your money, get your money, and and see what you can do. And and worst case scenario, you know, you get your money and you realize it's not working, and you go back out on the indie scene and do it again. Um, but for in the interest of of the wrestling business itself, I think it would be better if they stayed separate. But like I said, you know, I would not begrudge them at all if they all saw the dollar signs and went, oh yeah, absolutely. Let, yeah. Let's set me for life, and then I'll, I'll worry about the rest later. Yeah, I totally agree, and I, I think that that that's my big thing. I think it's about looking at the big picture because, again, I I would like to see them in WWE again because I think they would add so much to either Raw or SmackDown to the point it could be like a CM Punk or Seth Rollins moment that we talked about. I think they're that good and they have that much appeal that people would warm to them. But really, it's much more it's much more intriguing to see what happens if they don't go there. But also because everybody goes there. That's the whole point. So mm-hmm. if, if you then start disrupting the the status quo, all of a sudden, you don't know what doors that's going to open. And let's face it, they've already opened load of doors for, um, for, for you know, for, for again, the hot topic. I always go back to the hot topic thing. Nobody could have seen that coming, or at least I didn't. That is a, a proper, and you can tell me better than I, I can tell everybody. I mean, Hot Topic to me, as far as I'm aware, is a proper big chain in America, right? Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. So to get you know a bunch of independent wrestler dudes selling them, and not only selling them much, but outselling sort of you know, WWE merch in there and stuff, I just, again, I, I've said this in another video, I can't which one it was. When I used to go to indie shows, and I get it, it's in the UK, and the scene was much bigger in America. But when I used to go to indie shows, it would be a dude dressed up as Kane. That was who you went to see. The guy <laughs> pretending to be a WWE guy. That would never happen now. And if it did, that guy would be crucified. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so to see, that's what, I think right now we're in a very, very special time when it comes to that stuff. And we, 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 I, I want to see where it goes. I don't want everything to go back to how it was. Because I think if those four do join WWE, they, WWE takes a step forward. And not a big one, but the indie scene takes a slight step back. And of course, other people can fill that role. But filling that role takes time and it takes work. And there are people that can sure. do it, but you have to allow things to balance out. And that's not something that can just happen uh, overnight. And that, that's my Well, and I, I think... I think the other thing is is uh, the 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 gravitas of 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 the best non WWE guy is a big deal, right? Um, I mean, I think you look back at Sting before he came over to the WWE, and you know there was a certain there was a certain something special about Sting because he had never been in a WWE ring and he had achieved you know all this amazing stuff in the business, but he still had that special thing because Sting's the best guy to never be in a WWE ring, and there's something about that that's impressive, right? To mm. be able to have that level of success without the machine behind you. And so I think if you look at, at Omega and Cody Rhodes at the Young Bucks, if they stay away and they continue to be more and more and more successful, it just builds that legend even more, right? Yeah, exactly, because they're the people doing it for the first time, or at least making waves like nobody ever's made waves before. And, right, exactly. You know, and being a part of the cog of the machine, even if you are high up that machine, is still not the same as you know completely rewriting the rule book, for lack of a better term. So I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't know how true it is. I'm, I'm sure they're in constant contact with all of them. Why wouldn't they be there? 
I can't think of anybody else on the indie scene that has a bigger name. I mean, obviously, Okada and Naito. Uh, but that's kind of different because they're synonymous with New Japan. But that's the other thing. If Kenny Omega leaves, I'm not saying it's going to hurt New Japan massively. Well, of course, it will hurt them. But New Japan's New Japan by this point. They, you know, they've got their momentum up. However, if they are trying to expand into the West, it helps having one of the best rest of the world who happens to come from the West. It just does. That's how business works. It sucks, but it's true. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, do you watch new, much New Japan or anything like that? Because I mean, it, it seems to be growing in popularity. Whereas a few years ago, even though a lot of people will tell you otherwise, ain't nobody watching that. <laughs> I know. I I see the people pretending. No, you didn't. Don't don't pretend you used to watch it. You didn't at all. I I, I have wanted to start watching it for a minute. Uh, I haven't gotten around to it yet, but uh, you know, just the 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 stuff you hear about Omega, right? Kenny Omega and, and the great matches he's had, and and. Uh, uh, like Russell, was it Russell Kingdom Twelve? I can't remember the name yeah, of the event, was, but yeah, their yeah. their big their big event they just had recently that was just you know bananas. So I you know I, I want to go back at some point and watch it. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Um, I was actually in Japan a couple of a, oh, about wow, a month and a half man. ago, and yeah, uh, I was over there and I I was I, I was pretty bummed because we were we were within shouting distance of where New Japan was holding some events and we could get tickets so. But I, I I tried to get tickets to a New Japan event, so I'm interested. It's just, uh, you know. I'm, oh, dude, it, it, there's only so many hours. Life in gets in the way, man. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And again, going back to our original point, the internet makes it so much easier just to keep up with it without watching it at all. That's, yeah, exactly. that's why it exists. Okay, well, I, I, thought, I thought it was important to mention that. Just to run through what happened in WWE this week. I mean, look, we're, it's the same as we always say. We're in between two pay-per-views. Uh, WWE does have a habit of taking their foot off the gas a little bit before SummerSlam anyway, but particularly so where we are trying to, you know, push together two, uh, t- two different pay-per-views. And, you know, I mean, I-, I don't think we need to go through the show bit by bit just because, again, there wasn't... Re- I mean, the-, the big thing, the big takeaways from Raw, for example, is that we are 100% going full on with a feud between Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. They keep arguing over the fact Roman Reigns says that Bobby Lashley walked away 10 years ago. Lashley said, well, if he didn't, you wouldn't be where you are now because you suck. I mean, that's that's essentially <laughs> the idea. And, and to me, it's a really weird feud just because and I, look, I do think that WWE dropped the ball with Bobby Lashley coming back because he's only been there back a couple of months and he already feels like he never left. So that sucks. That's terrible straight off the bat. The other problem is that you're putting him with Roman Reigns, who obviously is the... I haven't asked you about Roman Reigns. I always ask everybody about Roman Reigns. Given that he is the science experiment, as I called him, where do you stand on the whole matter? I guess you're only kind of watching from afar, but like him, hate him, don't understand the hate. I mean, where do you get to? So I'm kind of... I'm in the middle. Uh, I understand the hate, and and I get why, uh, especially the internet wrestling community, pushes back so hard against him because he is the... He's the prototype Vince guy, big and strong and, you know, goes over everybody. And, and so, like, you know, I get that there's a segment that's tired of saying that. But I also get that, like, if you're Vince, you have to have a guy. Mm. You have to have a guy who's at the top of that pyramid, right? Otherwise, it just, you know, it's hard to make everything else beneath it work if there's not the one thing that they're chasing. And with Brock being Brock, he can't be that guy because of reasons that I don't understand fully, but you know, whatever. Um, so I get, I get where WWE comes from with him. I get where people's frustration comes from with him. The, the, the thing that really killed, killed him for me was at WrestleMania kicking out of five F fives. Like you're trying too hard at that point. Um, that, that was, that was the part where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out on Roman for a while. You can't, 
Like it just it just seems it just seems silly to have him kick out of that many of you know what was supposed to be you know one of the most devastating finishers in the history of everything, right? And yeah. so, I, uh, to me, to me, that I'm, was just a case of I'm, we are completely out of ideas, which is kind of what they're doing at the moment. Because again, at the moment on TV, it literally is Brock Lesnar doesn't want to defend his title for some reason. We're just going to abide by that. But eventually we are going to go back to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar once we think we've sufficiently got Roman over enough, which at this point is probably impossible. So right. <laughs> it's an absolutely bizarre no, I situation. I think the play, like, I, I, so I'm kind of with you that, that putting Lashley with Roman is weird because Roman is the guy. And so you know, at the end, Lashley's not going over. Like, he might win a battle here or there. He's not winning the war. Roman's your guy. Roman's going over. So why are you putting Lashley with him? Put Lashley with somebody else that Lashley can go over and build him up properly and remind people who may not have been watching, you know, 10 years ago when Lashley left, Hey, this dude's a big deal. This dude's bad news. And so I'm with you that it's, it's a weird feud from that perspective. And then it's also a weird feud because, and this is totally my opinion. So you can tell me if I'm up in the night, but for me, neither one of those guys is super charismatic. Like neither one of those guys is going to carry that feud from a charisma perspective. And so it's kind of hard to watch like the mic segments between the two guys because you're kind of it's kind of just blah you know what i mean i don't think that's their strength i don't think anybody yeah. would say that bobby lashes or roman reigns strength is on the microphone for example i'm not saying they're bad but uh, yeah I, I think roman reigns especially i've said this before thinks he i think he gets a bad rap um in terms of being the overall wrestler, I can understand why he was picked as the guy. He's very good in the ring. Like, he really is. And Bobby Lashley obviously looks like a superhero, and that does count for a lot. However, in that feud, you're right. You're almost putting them in a position where wrestling fans are going to be, like you just said, right? people are going to people are going to point that out. Um, yeah. So, it, so, go on, man. No, I, just, I was just going to say, I, I do want to say that Roman is good in the ring. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing Roman's in-ring ability. Like, bell to bell, he's... He's as good as 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 you know. You need a top guy to be. He's he's not Bret Hart, but you know he's he's plenty good enough to be a top guy. Um, but yeah, putting putting it, it, you almost wish you had like a, a a Paul Heyman for one of them, right? A guy who could do the talking stuff because they can handle the stuff between the ropes. It's just you know when you're kind of in these in these shows leading up to the pay per view, and you know. You don't want to give away the pay-per-view match for free, so they have to either get on the mic or do tag stuff or whatever. But when you get on the mic and you're just kind of, you're not, you know, at least for me, there's no investment. Like, I don't really care no, that's who fair. wins or who loses. Yeah, that's, you know? especially when it comes to WWE, because it's, I mean, it's a huge part of all of wrestling, but especially so in the WWE, you know, you can get by with your charisma and microphone skills even if you're rubbish in the ring. We've seen that time and time again, and really it doesn't affect... You know, it doesn't affect anything. But that is, yeah, you're right. That's why this feud is a funny one, especially because we'll get to extreme rules. You assume that Roman will win and then, you know, fall back into his feud with Brock Lesnar, which apparently now may not even end at SummerSlam. I cannot believe that. There's this rumor going around that apparently Brock isn't going to be at SummerSlam. If that is the case, even I'm going to start getting fed up. I'm a very positive guy when it comes to pro wrestling. But come on. Eventually, yeah. you, you need. I just don't understand how, if you're new to wrestling, how the hell do you explain that title situation to anybody? That's what I, that's what I don't yeah. get. Like, where's the world title? Well, it's on this guy. It just doesn't come. But why don't they make him come? Well, he's kind of in control. What? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. 
yeah, we thought WCW was weird 10 years ago, 15 years ago. This is even WCW would have looked at this and gone, I don't know. Let's let's rethink that one a bit. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It's odd. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're doing Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, if only. Bobby Luke, Bobby Lashley <laughs> versus uh, versus Roman Reigns. They're going to do that for a while. Uh, also, Extreme Rules, we found out that it's going to be Woken, Matt Hardy, go, and Bray Wyatt, tag champs, going against the B team. I quite like the B team. I don't know how much you've seen of them, Mike. I, they're silly. They're fun. I'm just glad they got a position on the card because I always thought they were better than they were given credit for. I agree. I totally agree. I've, I've liked Axel for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought Bo Dallas had, had you know, he he's got plenty of charisma and i think like you said that can that can do a, a lot for you in the in the wwe um I, I really like what they're doing with bray and matt hardy it feels like they finally figured out something for bray to do that doesn't involve him saying weird stuff and then eating a pin at a pay-per-view which is kind of nice um, because bray can go bray can go in the ring bray's a very talented uh worker especially for uh, a man of his size and then I, I've always I've always thought Matt Hardy is is criminally underrated with his creativity, and so it's nice that he's being able to show off some of that with WWE, maybe where he wouldn't have been able to five ten years ago. Um, so that's a match I'll, uh, that's a match I'm interested in because I think all four guys can go. I think it's got an interesting amount of story behind it. Um, and so, yeah, that that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I am too. I, I think it's all right. Like, I don't think they're doing as much as they probably potentially could do with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Um, they do feel a little bit lost in the shuffle. Also, we should talk about that. Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy, uh, sorry Bray Wyatt, I should say, got involved in a car accident this week. Now, it sounded like the car accident was actually quite bad. I was doing some reading up about it today before the podcast, and not only did it sound sort of to the point where you know it's quite banged up, but apparently, allegedly, all those words, he was it, it was his driving. He he got deemed to be the irresponsible one for you know so that's going to be an interesting situation i, I don't know what happened i don't know what he's on his i don't know i, I don't even want to speculate because i have no idea but yeah that was uh interesting we'll, we'll say that much um i don't know how that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna roll out but i don't know i don't know well you, you should know what happens if, if he's if he crashes and it's his fault what happens what's the american law for that kind of stuff can he lose his license it's it depends on it depends on uh you know, the, how much damage was done, how much injury was done to other people, you know, stuff like that. It can be anywhere from a fine to a suspended license to jail time. Like if 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 somebody had if somebody died at, as a part of that, as a result of that accident, then, yeah, he could be looking at jail time. But I just Googled it real quick. Doesn't look like there were any injuries other than to Bray Wyatt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the the the. The spectrum is kind of dependent on what happens in the crash. Okay. Well, who knows? Who knows what the fall? I mean, TMZ will know before anybody else. How they get on that, I don't know. But they, <laughs> they will know. But anyway, yeah, that's what's going on with them. Uh, and also, we found out that Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler are going to have an IC title, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, Iron Man match at Extreme Rules. This did make me laugh, as somebody on Reddit pointed out, because their match on Raw last week went over 30 minutes. So why they're now having a 30-minute Iron Man match, I don't know. But, you know, I, I can't worry about stuff like that. I'll drive myself crazy. Yeah. If you, you know, it's, it's, if you worry about that kind of stuff, especially in wrestling, you're, you're going to go insane. Yeah, you're dead. But I think that would be yeah. good. I, I think it would be good. I love everything they're doing between uh, Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. I think that's great. Thought it was a bit much that we had Roman Reigns in two different tag matches on Raw, given the situation. I actually did like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins taking on McIntyre and Ziggler, because everybody in that match I thought was really good. But... You know, then having 
Lashley and Reigns going against the Revival. My problem with that one was, I thought it was a decent match, but not only did the Revival get involved in the first one to cause a DQ, there was when a second DQ, when the ref decided the Revival had just beaten up Roman Reigns too much, which is always a weird finish. But also, mm-hmm. again, just two, 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 two DQs, and it's, it's not really helping the Revival very much. It didn't necessarily make me think that, that the rivalry between Lashley and, and Reigns had progressed. I thought that was a bit, it wasn't bad. We'll get into the bad bit in a minute. But it wasn't bad. But it was, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, it just felt a bit too much to me. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Like, what, you, how did you move the ball is, is kind of the thing that I like to come back to when I, talk, when I think about Raws and Smackdowns is what, how did it move the story forward? And we're sitting here today really in no different place than we were before Raw took place as, as, as it pertains to those tag matches. that We had two tag matches that had no real outcome. And... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very, yeah. it's very, very by the numbers. And again, given the Roman Reigns situation, very brave to put him in two different identical matches. Sometimes he <laughs> really does things that, that baffles me. However, the most baffling thing on the show was, yes, despite having the somewhat potential to have a proper serious and heated and mean feud between Sasha Banks and Bailey, have you seen this segment, Mike? Like, have you seen it with I your have, eyes? I have not seen it because I saw... So I was flipping through Twitter uh, either yesterday morning or last night, I don't recall, but and I saw like some of the photos from it where it looks like they're talking to a therapist and uh, I'm, yep. I'm <laughs> yep. out. I'm out. No, thank you. It was just... I'll pass on that segment. Because not only did it take away from the serious nature, and I thought Bailey did great last week, but it just wasn't very good. I mean, that's just the, that's just the matter. It wasn't very good. They brought Dr. Shelby back, who obviously did all the team hell no stuff all those years ago. It had something about the seven steps of friendship. None of it felt real. It all felt very scripted. Uh, it's very difficult to watch. I found very awkward, very WWE in that regard. And we had two of these segments. And obviously, after the second one, we got to be continued. And I think Dave Meltzer said it best. I think, I think it was Dave Meltzer. I can't remember. Dave Meltzer said, at least Vince was happy. And I think that is the only, <laughs> that's the only person this could have been for. Because, as, again, it didn't help Sasha. It didn't help Bailey, It didn't help the feud. If anything, it took away from the feud. Because the direction he was heading and I actually quite liked. This was just bad. I, don't, I, I, I like to be positive as much as I can. It was just bad. That's, that's the truth of it. It just wasn't very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where we go from here, I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, the, the, the therapist stuff can work when you've got the right feud around it and it feels like this feud didn't fit therapist uh bit no it's like they, uh, they obviously already planned it before what happened last week but given the reaction and how good bailey was they should have changed their mind but they never do they, yeah. they're, they're very very stubborn in that way which are allowed to be it's their company they do whatever they want but that was my only thing i was just like yeah i'm, I'm not 100 sure this is the best thing to do yeah uh i did like the fact that sanity came out and beat the shit out of titus worldwide Although they should have done that last week. This is the other thing, just tying a SmackDown. This week on Raw, you know, relatively new people, Authors of Pain, kicked Titus Worldwide ass. And then on, uh, on uh, SmackDown, Sanity kicked the New Day's ass. You know, like, well, why did you make them, you know, last week Sanity lost. And obviously Authors of Pain had been on and off TV. So I thought that was strange. I thought finally, we know, you know, we're doing, we're doing something good with this. And yet it, it took them a while to get there. But we're there. That's the most important thing. Let's not worry about it too much because we're there. And I think that's, the, yeah, that's what matters. That seems to be the WWE's uh, kind of status, or not status quo, but kind of their calling card is, we'll get there, but we'll get there probably two months, three months later than yeah. you would have liked. But yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, but at least they squashed somebody, so, so that was good. Finn Balor and Baron Corbin are feuding. Uh, 
I'm not mad. I'm, a lot of people don't like this. I'm not overly mad at it. Um, you know, they, they are they're two people that needed they, they needed something to do because I think both have kind of felt a bit lost over the last few you know the last few weeks and months. So that's good. You know, I got no problem with it and. It depends really where, who wins. I think Vin Balor probably needs to win it. I worry that he won't. But I don't mind it. I, I, I think it's fine. It does. It ticks the box for me. I, I, I don't like it. So, so it's, I don't love it, I should say. But I certainly don't hate it. And I don't mind seeing those two paired together. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's mid-card filler is what it is, if we're being completely honest. It's stuff to fill the rest of the show, and it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm with you that I think, I think Finn needs to go over, although I'm also with you that I don't think he will. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's it's fine. It's, you know, this isn't going to be an eight-month feud that, that caps off at WrestleMania, so it's fine. I agree. I agree with that, and I, I'm all right with it. It passes the time. Uh, again, because it's much better than things that don't make sense, e.g. the fact that Nia Jax is now a face again for no reason. I know we talked about this on the podcast before, but we're going to talk about it again. Because before I matched with Mickie James on Raw, she cut a good guy promo, like a super, super good guy promo. And I, I, I like the fact that um, Ronda Rousey is going to be front row Extreme Rules. I like that idea. Always think it's good. Think it adds something that can go out the whole night. Liked it when they did with John Cena at WrestleMania. But I don't understand the Nijak stuff. I really, really, I don't. It's one of these things where I'm like, do you think I don't watch the show WWE? And that's cool if you mm-hmm. do think that. But I do watch the show. So why can't <laughs> you just pretend that I, oh, I don't get it? It's crazy. Yeah, the thing I the thing I didn't understand with Nia Jax is is just leave her face after WrestleMania, right? Because yeah. I feel like they told that story with Alexa Bliss really well of, uh, you know, the 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 you know the stuff with the body shaming was a bit much for me, and and but you know, teach their own there, I guess. Um, but I think at that point you had her as a face with a, a reason to be a face and 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 a story behind it. Just you know, leave her face, right? Um, but. I also think, look, and and this sounds like I'm definitely in a minority here, but you brought up Ronda Rousey, and I, for me, I think she's getting pushed too fast. Uh, I, you know, I would like to see her working kind of below the title picture for a while. I get that, like as a business, the name in that scene, it's money making. I get that, but you know, for somebody whose first match was what four months ago, three months ago, maybe. Yeah. To suddenly be, you know, a legit world title contender. It, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't love it, especially because there are so many other women on the card who are deserving. And, and I feel like, I, and, and I don't want this to sound like I think Ronda Rousey's done a bad job because I, I think she's done much better than any of us could have reasonably anticipated. Right. Yeah. I think so. Um, but uh, you know, I, don't, I guess, I guess, what do you think? I, I, I seem to be in the minority here, but I, I'm interested. What do you think about how Ronda's being pushed to this point? I think if the women's division had more structure to it, it would be okay. And when I say that, for example, uh, we had a match on SmackDown, which was just Becky Lynch taking on uh, Peyton Royce from the Iconics. Had no story behind it other than the fact that she'd beaten the other one last week. Uh, you know, again, the, to me, you'd never structure. You get a few men's matches like that, but not a lot, especially because at the moment, despite what they say, WWE still does treat sometimes, not all the time, but they sometimes treat the card as, oh, it's the women's time. And I hate that. I just want wrestling matches. I don't care if it's women, I don't care if it's men. Come up with stories and place them at the part of the show you think is appropriate. And again, on Raw, we had Ember Moon beating Liv Morgan just because that was something to do. We wanted to get these people on the show. So in that sense, I don't mind them pushing Ronda Rousey so fast because I feel like they need someone at the, you know, to, at the top or at least to you know, give me some kind of narrative to enjoy. With that said, I would have enjoyed a slower build because I enjoy a slow build. 
you know, if she starts taking everybody, like Goldberg almost, if she starts taking everybody out at a lower level and then week after week I see her getting better and better and enjoying more and more, and it was a great start at WrestleMania, I think when it actually does culminate and she wins that title, we're going to enjoy it more. So in that sense, you I get what? it. However, given her name and how good she is, or at least how much potential she's shown me, I could kind of undersee why they're, they're rushing it a little bit. You said it perfectly what I was trying to say. A slow build would be a lot more enjoyable. That's what I was trying to get at, and I couldn't find the words. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the slow burn for someone like Ronda would have made a ton of sense because it is the Goldberg parallel is perfect. She comes in as this just destroyer of worlds and just spends you know however many months destroying people, getting better and better, and then it culminates somewhere that matters, right? I think that's perfect. I think I'm I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what I w- what I was thinking and it just wouldn't come out right. So I I completely agree with with that. While while also like I said like you said, you know, it gives the division some direction to have a big name star like that that they can put at the top, and you know, so I get I get the business side of it as well. Yeah, I think I think I think it's always good to, to keep that in your back of your head. But I do agree. You know, sometimes hot shot on these things because where do you go? That's always my other question. You do all this stuff, where do you go next? You know, maybe, maybe. Well, that's what I felt. Sorry, it's what I felt about the 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 match they had at the last pay per view for the title. I, I was thinking going into it. Well, if she wins, what now? Yeah. And if she loses, what now? Yeah, right? yeah. Like you've yeah. kind of put yourself in a corner where there's not a ton of awesome ways out of it, right? I thought the I thought the way they ended it was great, and it's one of the few maybe good ways out of it but you know i i kind of thought the way they hot shot of it is like oh man you've backed yourself into a corner fast yeah no i agree i i think they're doing okay with it at the moment but again there's a long way to go uh so, sure so we will see what happens and of course the uh the, the the main event of raw was just kevin owens running away from Braun Strowman. they're going to probably have it a match at extreme rules but it seems like it's going to be a cage match hence why kevin owens keeps running away and yes Braun Strowman uh locked kevin owens in the toilet and then through the toilet on <laughs> onto the uh, yeah off off the stage. Look, I, I I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. Like some people seem to they hated it, but I've been watching WWE long enough. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. It could have been done better. Maybe it was a little bit too campy for Braun Strowman. But ultimately, I I, I wouldn't say I loved it. Again, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I certainly didn't hate it. It it sounds like another bit that made Vince happy, right? Like anything involving a toilet, probably just tickles Vince McMahon pink. So exactly. And it's probably one of those bits where Vince was like, Hey, lock him in the toilet and throw it off the stage. I'll love it. Exactly. And also Kevin Owens could make anything good. I, I will say that as well. Anybody oh, yeah. else? I may, I may have changed my opinion, but yeah, I, I mean, he's just, he's the man. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, over on SmackDown as well. Again, another show that's just zoomed by because it's only two hours. Uh, the main the main stuff to take away is that Team Hell No are going to take on the Bludgeon Brothers for the titles at Extreme Rules. They had a match against the Usos. Um, and if the Usos won, they would have gone into that match. But they lost. And I like that, as I said on this week's Ups and Downs, because WWE never does that. Usually the whole reason they do this uh, you know, stipulation to begin with is just to get another team into it. So I thought that made it feel quite interesting and quite fun. I enjoyed that. And also, I'm just enjoying Team Hell No being back together. A lot of people hate this. A lot of people seem to think that it's 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 not fun or, or something i don't know but i i like it i i i think they're fun i thought on this show they had a, great, had a few great bits together daniel bryan had some great lines i enjoy their bickering yeah I, I i'm all right with it and you know again there's more rumors that apparently WWE are rushing through a lot of the stuff they had planned for daniel bryan because as of yet he hasn't signed 
um, his deal runs out in September and he hasn't signed. I don't know if that's true or not. All I can say is at the moment, I quite enjoy the story. Yes, he should be in the main event, but I, I, I hope we get there down the, down the line. Yeah, so two things on that. One, I can understand WWE keeping him back from the main event for a while because of the injury history, right? You hate to say it, and, and nobody, I mean, obviously nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. But as a business, you have to think about that and go, we need to make sure this guy is actually going to be able to hold up before we put him in that big-time main event scene again, right? So I think I get it from a business perspective. As a, From a fan perspective, it's kind of a bummer. But from a business perspective, you can understand why they would be that way. Um, and a total sidebar here. But shout-out to Kane. That dude is amazing. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. He's in his like, 50s. He's in his 50s. He's still entertaining. And when you think about all of the like the evolution of the Kane character over the years, like how that dude held it together and, and kept that character viable and and how that character still matters today, like just major, major kudos to Kane. That dude is a boss. I agree. I, I completely agree. I, I love Kane. I loved him from the moment he walked in the door in 1987. And, you know, he always, he's always come across as a nice guy, which does help. And, and the fact he's been going so long, I mean, just so many, so many tick boxes for Kane. I love Kane. And he, he clearly, you know, he'll do whatever. You know, he's, he's not precious. Just brilliant. Uh, the, only, the only downside yeah. with Kane is he'd probably deserve more world title runs, but he doesn't seem bothered by that, so I'm not going to be bothered by that either. So, yeah, yep. just, a, just an absolute... I love Kane. I really do. He's one of my favorites. He always will be. I just, yeah, I think he's, I think he's wonderful. That's all. He's just uh, awesome. I love Kane. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Uh, given Shinsuke Nakamura injury as well, we had the US title, a US Open challenge. Miz took it. Miz lost. That's just two people holding water until they can get Nakamura back in there, and Miz can eventually segue into his program with Daniel Bryan. I guess the other talking point from it is the James Ellsworth Oscar stuff. Now, I was relatively excited about this because WWE doesn't do it very often, and I wanted to see what they were going to do, but. Yeah, I mean, James Ellsworth is just running away and they both got counted out. It's just a bit like, I don't know. I thought I we got again next week. It just felt a little bit uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it was okay. It wasn't bad, but I was a bit like, meh, that's not really what I thought I was going to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I will be honest when I say I, I, I was not thrilled to see, to see him come back in that spot, especially, um, I'm not. I'm not huge on what they're doing with it, but uh, I think it takes away from the seriousness know. again. That's my only why. I think Oscar's like proper legit, and you could argue that her having stuff like this, not even beating James Ellsworth, is a bit not great for her, for lack of a better term. I guess that would. Yeah, be yeah. Oscar's supposed to be this badass, and and the the Ellsworth stuff is is comedy fodder. If we're being completely honest, right? Yeah, is it? And so you know, it just it doesn't totally fit. No, I agree. But again, we'll get another match next week with a lumberjack match. I don't think I needed that either. But okay, okay, <laughs> they've done it now. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Sanity. They're feuding with the New Day. Got no problem with that whatsoever. And then yeah, AJ Styles beat Aiden English, obviously, just so that Rusev could jump him afterwards and you know set up their match. Now, I, I, in, in no world do I think that Rusev is actually going to win the WWE title at Extreme Rules. I will say, however, that I'm just enjoying the ride. I love seeing him at the top of the card. I love seeing him in the world title program. One day, I do hope that he, um, yeah, you know, he gets his chance. Whether or not he will, I don't know. But it was just nice. It's just nice to see. It's just nice to see. Yeah. And Rusev's another guy that just ticks all the boxes, right? He's, he's athletic. He can go in the ring. He can kind of, 
I feel like he can do a little bit of everything in the ring. He's got charisma for days. Just another guy that ticks all the boxes that, you know, that, that is you love to have around. And, and like, I'm with you. I hope he gets that, that title run at some point. I, I genuinely think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. A lot of people go crazy when I say that, but that's genuinely what I think. I think he's that good that he should be in a, in a much higher position than he was. I always remember him coming into WrestleMania on a tank. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I remember that. I'll never forget that. I want that again. <laughs> well, I want and- that again. I remember him giving John Cena some of the best matches Cena's ever had. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And that, that was when he was just barely on the card. Like you know, the dude, the dude's got it. Whatever you know, quote unquote, it is. He's got it. I do. I, I totally mean. I, I think he's. I think he's awesome. So yeah, that was Raw and SmackDown. Uh, a couple of decent shows. You don't really nothing if you if you're not going to watch them. Nothing you need to go out of your way to see. Really, Nakamura will be back for Extreme Rules to take on Jeff Hardy. He got bitten by a dog. Uh, ratings, if you care about that, Raw was pretty much the same as last week, other than for some reason now the first hour is the worst hour and the third hour is the most popular one. I don't explain that. SmackDown will come out later today. But yeah, look, it was a decent week. Uh, if you're interested in the UK, New Japan Strong Style shows, we did a podcast on Monday about that, so you can go back and listen. Uh, we talked about Bray White being in a car accident. Ruby Wright has suffered a sprained MCL. No idea how long that takes to recover on, but I imagine, for, I imagine a little bit. Certainly sounds like it, a few months or something like that. Uh, maybe a few weeks, actually. I don't know. The point is she'll be out for a while. And that's it. That's the world of wrestling. I mean, really, the big, uh, the big rumor this week was, yeah, you know, was to do with uh, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. And we talked about that. We smashed it. We smashed it out of the park. Uh, Mike, is there anything else you want to talk about, though, before we start to wrap this bad boy up? Uh, yeah, if you got time. I, I, I'm curious your thoughts on Nakamura versus Hardy. I lo- Here's the thing, right? Nakamura, to me, should have won the WWE title to justify that heel turn. That's what we should have done. It would take 100% agree. It, it would take some kind of incredible argument to make me think otherwise. Just because, again, it didn't have to hold it for long, but it would have justified that heel turn. That's what it needed. I, I turned heel and I got this. Instead, you know, overall, I think we can say we got a slightly, I, I enjoyed it, but a slightly disappointing feud between mm-hmm. uh, Nakamura and AJ Styles compared to what we were hoping for. But that's fine. It wasn't bad. So now, if he is going to take one step down to a, um, you know, the perspective of, a lesser title I call it a lesser title because we've seen in the past that you know done rightly those titles can actually mean more than the world title but if he is he has to win that title and really he has to win it at Extreme Rules I don't care how he wins it he's got to win that title and if he does it's not as good as it should have been but it's still something and hopefully then we can start you know doing whatever we can with that and yeah you know fingers crossed that gets more, you know, the, the US title starts to feel more important and Nakamura starts to feel more important and then he can feud with Jeff Hardy and through that Jeff Hardy will feel more important. And also, I just like the fact of seeing Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura. You know, it's a very interesting and unique matchup to me. So, yeah, that's how I see it. I don't know if that's how it's going to go, but that's certainly how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, it mirrors my thoughts almost exactly. I think it's an, I think it's an interesting, unique matchup of, especially of styles, right? Because they're two dudes who, not a ton of guys like him in wrestling. Uh, outside the ring aside, just in the ring between the ropes, not a ton of guys work like those two do. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm with you where, you know, Shinsuke's heel turn, you know, if you don't win the belt, it just means you just basically came out and said, you know what, all this time I was a nice guy, I'm actually just an asshole. Yeah. And there's no real reason other than I'm just an asshole. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm with you that he should have got the belt uh, at some point. 
but you know, the U.S. title is probably a nice consolation prize, and I think I think he'll pump the U.S. title up quite a bit if he were to, if he were to win it. Uh, I think it would make that title feel uh, much much more important. I agree. I, I also, you know, I, I just I, I just think without well, the fact that you know both Oscar and Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, but neither saw any real benefit from it. I think we've got to pay that off sooner than later. So yeah, put the US title on him. Let him have a long run. You know, let him establish that as kind of his belt for lack of it. Especially because you could play off the whole Japanese. We've done that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably a bit silly in 2018. But if WWE's going to do it, they're going to do it. It's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, I'd be all right with that. I'd be, I'd be all right with that. So fingers crossed uh, they'll go that way. But you just never know these days. You just never, ever, ever, ever know. Yeah. It, 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 could, it could go a thousand things. But yeah, I like it. I like the feud. It, it's different. I, I'm always good about I'm, I'm always good with different. Uh, anything else? I like that from nowhere. I appreciate it. If not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um no i i just uh i guess i'll end with i appreciate you having me on i had a, it's been a lot of fun and uh uh fun conversation fun chat and and like i said i really appreciate it i uh, want well, no, do thank you man thank you for all the support and to uh, everyone on the patron that supports all of this uh like i say because of all of that you allowed me to do this to begin with i wouldn't be able to do it without your help and support so thank you man i really appreciate it and again cheap plug if you want to come join the fun you can at patreon.com for us, Simon of three sixteen. Always a difficult segue, but hey, adverts. You got <laughs> you got to do them. I don't, <laughs> I don't have adverts of the podcast for that very reason, so I'll do my own adverts. Um, I, I'll start doing that Jericho thing soon. Well, I'll do that. You, know, you just segue off into something else and pretend you're still having the conversation, even though it's quite clearly pre-recorded. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, you can follow me on, like I say, at Simon of three sixteen on most uh, all social media, YouTube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules. Mike, you got anything else you want to plug? Twitter, maybe do a secret podcast you haven't mentioned anything you want or nothing. It's up to you. Uh, no, I mean, if, if, if anyone is particularly interested, I, I'm on Twitter at JackJohnny5. There you go. Uh, this is my first podcast, so I don't have anything like that to, to plug. Um, and uh, I guess uh, I will say if, if the people like me, let Simon know and maybe he'll let me come back. A hundred percent. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure that will happen. Uh, but no, dude, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for downloading us. Like I say, make sure you go back to Monday and hear the New Japan special. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a Q&A up episode this week. But I like to do about two each week. I don't like to, you know, drown anybody in Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. But we will see. Uh, we will see what's happening. But again, thank you for listening. And I will chat to you again very soon. <laughs>